The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Building Banking on Values with your host, Linda Ryan. Banking today can depend on a variety of factors, including where you bank. It's time to put the power back into your pockets. It's time to change what you think you know about banking. Now, here is Linda Ryan. Welcome to the Building Banking on Value show, a series that goes behind the scenes of finance, innovation, and banking to shine a light on the values-based banking movement. Now, the values-based banking movement has also been called ethical banking, sustainable banking, regenerative, and even just banking. We've got real stories about real people, real passion, and genuinely positive change in the banking sector. This isn't propaganda from men in blue suits with white collars. This is, a, is positive stuff that you should be aware of and you can actually be part of. Because don't forget about it, folks. We are the banking system. In case you're new to this series, the show is about a new wave of banks, organizations, and institutions rolling up their sleeves to create a positive, viable alternative to the current banking system. Now, what does that mean? It means they're reassessing their purpose and redesigning their mission and operations around people, communities, and the real as opposed to the speculative financial economy. So far on the series, we've explored banking with a social conscience, lobbying and teaching for change in the sector, how research and governance is changing banking, and how investment banking can have a heart. We've also looked at financial inclusion and building economic independence, impact and how banks go beyond the balance sheet, grassroots change in the banking sector happening at an educational, community development and even Occupy level, how money and finance is put to good use, uh, bridging the gaps between ethical investment, growth capital and an equitable global economy, systemic change through something called responsible finance and common good economics. And last week, we looked at the global financial divide. On this week's show, we're going to hear from Cyril Langendorf from Credit Cooperative in France, Vince Siciliano from New Resource Bank in the USA, and Whitney Thomas from Triodos Bank in the UK, who are all leading change in social solidarity, investment, and banking. So, first, let's introduce you to Cyril. Now, Cyril Langendorf is the Managing Director of International Affairs with Credit Cooperative in France. Credit Cooperative is known as um, a very popular French cooperative bank. Cyril has over 20 years' experience in the banking sector. Uh, he started off with a master's in finance from Paris, then spent 15 years of his investment banking career working for Bank Paribas and ABN AMRO. Now, Cyril represents Credit Cooperative on the boards of investment companies like Coupest and CoopMed, Impulse, Microfinance Solidar, Entrepreneurs Demand, and an organization called Fabia. He's also currently on a board um, of uh, an organization called Baby Loan Networks, a very cute name, an association that promotes social entrepreneurship and microfinance in French schools. Cyril, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda, and uh, good morning to you. 
And good morning. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. I'm really interested to have you on the show to talk about um, credit cooperative. My first introdu- introduction to credit cooperative was um, 2015 at um, a very large values-based banking conference, which credit cooperative hosted, I think, on behalf of the Global Alliance for Banking on Values. Can you tell our listeners about credit cooperative? You know, what kind of customers do you serve? What solutions do you provide? And and how large are you in France? Um, Credit cooperative is is an old bank, I would say. We have a history of 123 years uh, here in, in France. And uh, we are known for uh, being uh, the uh, the bank for the social economy actors uh, in France, which means for us associations, foundations, cooperatives, and mutuals. And this has been our uh, key focus uh, over the more than 100 years, even today. But we opened over the last 25 years to private individuals, and uh, we have seen a, a big growth of new private individual clients uh, with the 2008 financial crisis. And more and more private clients are coming to see us, even if we don't do a lot of advertising because we are not chasing uh, these clients. We have a small uh, branch network of around 70 branches, which is very small compared to other banks here in France. So clients are coming uh, to us to uh, first because they uh, like our products, they like the values we market, and also because they they feel uh, to be part of a cooperative is also something uh, quite interesting and uh, up-to-date now, uh, currently, because they uh, they can share, uh, they can participate and having uh, some votes in the uh, regional assemblies, uh, they can share some life of the uh, bank at the branch level, and they can also uh, participate to uh, different networks. So they are they are very uh, keen to to join this movement. Cyril, what, what's the difference between a banking cooperative and and what most people would know as a more conventional or more traditional form of bank? Well, let's say we have a few characteristics. Obviously, we uh, we are following the the cooperative principles, and the first one, which is one person, uh, one voice. So that means whatever the amount of shares you have in the credit cooperative, you have only one vote. Uh, the second thing we uh, try to promote is uh, transparency, and uh, we, like other banks of the Global Alliance for Banking on Values, uh, we try to explain how the money moves in the bank and how the money is uh, utilized and how the money is uh, lent uh, from the bank to organizations. So we dedicate a lot of time. Even uh, in uh, out of the regional assemblies, we have 23 regional assemblies before our national uh, assembly to approve the account. We dedicate time to explain how money circulates within credit cooperatives. And uh, the last uh, characteristic, I would say, is we try to uh, also uh, promote traceability of uh, uh, the, the, the lending and uh, the sa- how the savings are used as uh, lending. So we have developed some innovative products over the years that appeal to our clients, like uh, a traceable current account or a different kind of passbooks or also uh, solidarity-based investment funds, which we can refer later on uh, during the show. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted you mentioned solidarity investment funds because that was my next question. Can you explain what social solidarity investment and banking actually is? So I would say that uh, in France we are lucky because uh, first the social and solidarity economy is uh, is old and and, and strong. Uh, it represents around 10% of French GDP with uh, uh, more than 200,000 organizations uh, listed. We even have a minister for the social and solidarity economy and a law now from uh, 2014 which enables the operators uh, to have a, a, a strong uh, background and a way to operate. So we have uh, been uh, lucky to develop over the years uh, some new innovative products, like the one you mentioned, uh, solidarity-based investment funds, which permit uh, subscribers uh, to participate to the, to the lending or to even to take uh, equity stakes into uh, solidarity-based organization. What does that mean? That means 10% of the assets of the funds, of the investment funds, are invested in these non-listed solidarity-based organizations, and today uh, the, the, the amount that are invested in these funds uh, is, is going very fast. Over the last, uh, last year, uh, we had the figure recently, it's been a growth of 24%. So individuals are really keen to put their money as uh, savings for the future or employee savings schemes. They are ready to uh, commit into these funds because they see strong values um, uh, with, uh, with these investments. The second product we have developed and uh, also getting uh, a lot of interest is revenue sharing uh, funds, which means that uh, subscribers can uh, dedicate or can give uh, part of the performance of the fund each year to organizations of the solidarity-based economy. And even if, as you know, in Europe, uh, interest rates are very low, even negative, we still see some people ready to share some of the small performance that is uh, available for their investments in order to uh, improve uh, the financing and uh, even to give some uh, some uh, money to uh, start up uh, to startups in the social economy uh, sector. And what is what specifically is the social economy from a French perspective, and and what is a solidarity organization? Is it an organization that that is set up to serve uh, and create or support social, economic, or environmental impact, or is it something else? Yes, exactly. So the so the social economy, as I said, is defined by the legal status, but now it's opening to new forms of corporations like profit with purpose companies. Uh, that are uh, being uh, created currently. So the law of, I mentioned about of, on social and solidarity economy is now recognizing these new forms of organizations outside the legal status that was prevalent uh, in the past, uh, which means associations, foundations, mutuals, and cooperatives. And the solidarity side of the economy is that they are there is solidarity between the members of the organizations, so it uh, relates to cooperatives, but also solidarity uh, for the, um, to, to sustain the pro, um, uh, sectors like uh, work integration organizations, uh, solidarity with the uh, French economy in order to uh, help the people that are left behind, either because they have been long-term unemployed, either because they are disabled. So we have developed a strong expertise in this work integration 
uh, organizations, and uh, uh, a lot of the money, both private and public, goes to sustain the development of these organizations. So um, it's, it's, you were mentioning. Sorry, were mentioned go ahead, Sarah. Impact. Sorry. Yes, please talk about the impact. Yeah, so you mentioned about the impact, and uh, definitely uh, this is something uh, we look at. And, you know, inside the Global Alliance for Banking on Values, uh, we are strong supporters of the uh, scorecard, which helps us uh, report and communicate on the impact uh, Credit Cooperative has in, in France. And we've been publishing the scorecard over the last three years. And we even uh, publish uh, and get the certification from the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI. Uh, so both uh, ratings and both reporting help us uh, communicate and also uh, uh, in, yeah, uh, improve our impact uh, from one year to the other. Uh, and it's great that you mentioned that, actually. And I just want to take you one step back because you mentioned, um, you know, that you serve social and institutional organizations. You also serve individuals and started doing that in the last 25 years. But I also saw, too, that you have a specific um, range of services and solutions for protected persons. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because it seems like... Um, it just seems like quite a quite a unique area and, and a fantastic area to serve. Yes, uh, Linda, you're totally right, and I'm glad that you mentioned this uh, very uh, specificity of, of Curry Cooperative because, uh, interestingly, we came to uh, target private individuals uh, because uh, we had clients which were associations uh, that were managing people under tutorship and people that cannot manage their money themselves. So we uh, developed products uh, for these specific clients of these associations. You know, there are strong requirements for reporting uh, to uh, either the family or to the judge or, or, or to other entities. And so these people are, be are, are clients as, as you and me, and they, they, they just have needs a bit different. So we uh, dedicated a specific credit card or specific uh, uh, savings products to them. And today, Credit Cooperative is happy to, to have more than 100,000 clients uh, of, of this type, I would say, and uh, out of the 340,000 clients the bank have in total, has in total, sorry. So uh, this is a, a strong market share we have in France. And uh, if you go uh, from time to time in a, in a branch of Quake Cooperative, you may find some of these clients coming in to get their money for the week because, you know, they are strongly uh, managed and they, they cannot get uh, the, sometimes the, 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 the so much money, so they, they come every week to get their money in the bank. So there is a, a, a strong commitment uh, to help these people, and that's how we came to private individuals. And now um, uh, we have uh, another 100,000 uh, private individuals, which are not people under tutorship, but which came to us because they 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 like the values uh, and the products we we show, and they also uh, are are really uh, desperate about other banks after the financial crisis. That's wonderful, Cyril. If if people want to find out more about Credit Cooperative, is there a website um, they can go to, or should they follow you on social media? Exactly. So you can uh, you can uh, dial in uh, our website on the credit uh, uh, creditcooperative.coop uh, because we are a cooperative, so we have the, the COOP uh, as, as, as at the end. 
uh, unfortunately, for for the uh, for the U.S. Uh, and for the uh, Anglo-Saxon, we don't have a lot of materials uh, in English because we are really Franco-French, and uh, uh, our department, the International Affairs Department, tries to. Uh, publish uh, some documentation uh, in English, but more and more we uh, we are uh, giving uh, more uh, materials in English. We publish our press releases and annual reports uh, in in English, so you can find that on the website uh, under the uh, financial items uh, segment. And uh, if uh, if you need uh, more information, you can find us also on Twitter and uh, on, on Facebook, uh, even if uh, a lot of, of it is in French. But some of the uh, the people in the in, in the U.S. are speaking French, so they they will uh, improve their French reading about the uh, Great Cooperative uh, in, in French. Absolutely, Cyril. Thank you very much. And I have to say, folks, even if you use a browser like Google Chrome, there's actually a little translate page button, which I have been using to read the content on Credit Cooperative's site. So definitely check it out. It's such a fantastic example of uh, values-based banking and values-based cooperative banking. Folks, join us after the break. We're going to meet Vince Ceciliano from New Resource Bank. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Building Banking on Values. To reach Linda Ryan or her guests, please send an email to lynda.ryan at gabv.org. That's lynda.ryan at gabv.org. You may also join the social media conversation by using hashtag banking on values or tweet show host Linda Ryan at Catalyst Warrior. Now back to Building Banking on Values. 
Welcome back to the Building Banking on Value show. We just had such an inspirational interview with Cyril Langendorf, Managing Director of International Affairs with Credit Cooperative, one of the largest French cooperative banks. You know, we were talking about things like um, the social economy, um, one person, one vote, their approach to transparency in banking and supporting um, social solidarity uh, economy in France, which actually takes up 10% of the French GDP. Very inspirational, definitely. Um, if you hadn't didn't hear the interview, do check it out. And speaking of inspiration, we now have Vince Siciliano, Chief Executive Officer of New Resource Bank, um, on the show. Let me introduce you to him by going through some of his bio. Uh, New Resource Bank is a mission-oriented bank in San Francisco that works with businesses, nonprofits, and individuals seeking both environmental and social, as well as financial returns. A long-time environmentalist and finance leader, Vince has served as CEO at International Savings Bank of San Diego, President and CEO of Danielson Trust, and Chief Operating Officer at First National Bank. He serves on the advisory board of the American Sustainable Business Council and is also chairman of the board for the Ken Blanchard Center for Faith Walk Leadership. Ceciliano is a graduate of Stanford and he's earned a master's degree in environmental planning from the University of California. So there you can see um, a nice uh, amalgamation of, of economic and environmental awareness. Vince, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Really nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, and um, it's great that we've we've gone from France and now we're back in in the USA. So it's lovely to see that the values based banking movement is growing across the world. Um, Vince, tell us about New Resource Bank and 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 how you operate as a values based uh, bank. Well, New Resource is a ten year old bank, and the idea of sustainability and values was really wired into the bank from the beginning. In other words, it's part of the DNA of the bank, which means that from a, a leadership perspective, this is, this is who we hire, this is how we strategize, this is how we execute. And when we look at our, the mission of the bank, we say that our mission is to help achieve well-being for people and the planet through banking. So you can see our commitment to the triple bottom line in everything that we do. And, and basically, we take in deposits and capital, and we will lend those monies to nonprofits and businesses that are trying to achieve that triple bottom line. And as a financial institution, I mean, how do you develop both a profitable banking model, which is important at the end of the day, because number one, you have to be a viable organization, and number two, you have to make money because that's the business that you're in. You're making money for the people who, who I guess, uh, deposit money with you. But how do you make it um, also a model that uh, creates this concept of what Van City coined as, as good money? So you make people good money by putting money to good. How, how do, exactly do you do that? Well, you are correct that if I, I say all the time that if there's no margin, there's no mission. So we have to, uh, the base of the pyramid of our, the way we measure ourselves, the impacts we're trying to have uh, is really having a strong financial base for the bank to move forward with. Uh, and banking fundamentally is, is a business of lending other people's money to other people and, and getting it back. Uh, so the, the core principles don't vary that much from bank to bank. In other words, one need, companies need to have cash flow in order to pay back a loan. Uh, what's different about the way we do that it starts with the people we hire, people that have the values of sustainability and transparency and community and those kinds of values. 
so that they, they have a financial background and they have a values-based background. They have a sort of an inner drive or an inner sense of purpose. And we go to companies that are also managing themselves from that triple bottom line perspective. Now, we will work with a lot of younger companies than other banks will because we have really focused in on and specialized, for example, in lending to organic food companies or lending to nonprofits or lending to uh, solar or energy efficiency projects. And so we have a lot of knowledge in that area where other banks might be scared off. We look at that area, and because of our knowledge, we don't see it as any more risky than, than traditional lending. But at the end of the day, we, we make mm-hmm. loans based on solid principles of, of how a business runs and, uh, and, and it's cash flow that, that pays the bank back. It's really how we do it and who we do it with. And do you find that there's a growing appetite for this type of banking and these types of, of solutions from, from your customers? Well, on the deposit side, absolutely. We, while we are not really a consumer-oriented bank, we do have a couple thousand of consumers that bank with us because they want to know where their money is spending the night. And, you know, when you look at a bank like us or a credit cooperative or Triodos Bank, other members of the Global Alliance, you, there's this distinction between the real economy and the financial economy. So the, the real economy means real money coming from the local community being lent to or invested in the local community, whereas the financial economy is all about uh, hedging and trading and foreign exchange and swaps and wholesale funding. It's, it's a completely different world. So uh, we focus in that, in that real economy, and, uh, uh, and there are plenty of depositors that want to know that they are participating in the real economy. And on the, on the borrowing side, our, our clients are attracted to our, our mission alignment or our values alignment with them. But we still have to be good bankers. So it's, it's both about our values and then the value added we bring to banking, which I think is considerable. <clears throat> and do you think, is this a growing trend or a growing type of consumer awareness where people still, still need those basic services, you know, those business or those banking services, but they want to do it in a way that's, I guess, more aligned with how they are and, and the kind of world that they want to create? I, I, from your banking career, like, have you, are you seeing the shift? You know, 20 years ago, was it very different to now? Well, absolutely. 20 years ago, it was very different. And, and the European ethical banks are, and Europe in general is way ahead of what's been happening in the U.S. Uh, it is a growing trend. And I, I think that as you look at, uh, as people look at, for example, eating organic food, uh, it's really not that big a jump then to say, well, what about socially responsible investments? What about an organic bank? You know, you're eating organic food. Is your bank organic? Do you, do you know where your money spends the night? Do you know what it's doing? Would you be proud to know that it's investing in some of the very things that you probably oppose in your lifestyle when you're trying to buy organic food or, or fair trade products? So I would say at this point, uh, on the consumer side, there's probably 30% or more of people that are that are thinking this way. And I know you, you mentioned that you're a member of the Global Alliance for Banking on Values. Um, I know you're not the only U.S. values-based bank or values-based um, credit union or cooperative. Do you actually get together? Do you collaborate in any ways to learn, you know, about the challenges and the opportunities faced by similar banks to yourselves? And do you collaborate to, to try and, and solve challenges or develop solutions that create a bigger impact? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Global Alliance itself has been one way that we collaborate. And from the first day I joined the bank, that was actually the first thing I did. We were a founding member of the Global Alliance. Uh, and it was a, a real lifeline to be able to spend time with other bankers who think the same way. Uh, in North America, we have a number of Global Alliance members, and also there, there are about 80 what we call community development financial institutions, which are more socially oriented. So last week I was in Washington, D.C. at a gathering of those community uh, development banks, uh, and that was, that was one way that we all got together and talked about things. And the Global Alliance as well has a, has a North America meeting. But in addition to that, we have certain topics that uh, pull people together throughout the year. So, for example, HR practices or uh, – capital raising or marketing, um, uh, risk management. These are all banking topics, and there will be a group of executives from the Global Alliance banks that will meet on the phone uh, or uh, through Zoom uh, throughout the year and pursue various agendas, and that has been very helpful. I keep thinking of the cartoon Pinky and the Brain where Pinky says to, or the brain says, Pinky, today we're going to take over the world. And I kind of, I have this vision almost of a unique vision really where there are some um, pretty inspirational leaders like yourself actually hopping on the phone and instead of taking over the world, you're trying to use your services to, to heal the world in some way. So it's, it's, it's quite a positive thing. Um, I, I saw as well, I checked out your website, and I saw that you have a, an A-plus rating for financial health. So it, it brings me back to topics that we've discussed before with other guests, you know, how, how this type of approach to banking, this values-based or ethical approach to banking is, you know, is positive from a profit point of view and positive from an impact point of view. Can you talk to me a bit about that? I mean, why why is it? I think most people would assume that this is more about charity or corporate social responsibility as opposed to it being a viable and profitable alternative to the current way of banking. Yes, you're absolutely right. When people hear socially responsible investing, they immediately think uh, uh, that there's some kind of a discount involved. I was playing golf last weekend with two people I didn't know, and when they heard what I do, they said, oh, so you lend money at break-even or slightly profitable levels. Is that what you do? Uh, so th- there definitely is that impression, and uh, it needn't be that way. I mean, we have to achieve market returns, and in fact, when the Global Alliance studied the socially responsible banks compared to the big money center banks and how each group performed over the last 10 years, uh, which were tumultuous 10 years, the socially responsible banks outperformed the big banks during that time period, both in terms of absolute return and in terms of, of, of uh, variability or riskiness. So uh, that was, that's quite a landmark study, which can be found on the Global Alliance for Banking on Values webpage. So there, this argument that uh, somehow one is going to earn less when one takes in all the externalities and the community and the other stakeholders and respects them and and uh, tries to partner with them is really uh, really not true. And we see that you know we're a young bank, but we see that returns uh, over time. We should be a more resilient bank, which should translate into better shareholder value uh, and 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 good returns. And it, it makes me think of that phrase that I've often heard of, which is patient capital, and it's almost like a patient banking that, you know, it, it is viable, it is sustainable from a profit perspective for shareholders and, and for customers, but it's also 
uh, a very viable solution, you know, for for creating economic, social, and environmental impact. And um, you you've mentioned previously, and I thought it was interesting. I've heard it before too. Where does your money sleep at night? So. Can you tell me a bit about, um, you know, how you report on that? Like, how do you provide that transparency of information for your customers or your shareholders and investors on what their money does and the kind of impact it creates? Yes. Well, first of all, it's the phrase is, where does your money spend the night? It, because it is not sleeping. And it's interesting. People turn that into <laughs> sleeping. Uh, it's not sleeping. And unless it's in your mattress with you sleeping, uh, it's not in a vault. It's really working. It's being lent out somewhere in the world. And so the, the visual is if you could imagine your uh, a currency, a piece of a uh, dollar bill as a magic carpet, and you could ride that magic carpet around the world, would you be proud to see where your money is spending the night? And uh, and the way we communicate that is our webpage, first of all, is full of our clients. We have many of our client examples there, and we are now producing a quarterly newsletter which has a report as well that will show the different categories that we're lending into of, of environmental protection, of uh, health and wellness, of community development and sustainable business and so people can see where we invest and and we're a hundred percent mission-based at this point we don't lend for the last uh, seven or eight years we have not lent to anyone that is not somewhere on the sustainability spectrum wow that's that's a you know that's a pretty significant commitment but it's also a pretty significant indicator of the size and the potential of of this business and, and how you operate. Um, I have, we have three more minutes left, uh, and I wanted to talk about the landscape, the values-based banking landscape. I mean, what do you see as, you know, the single biggest challenge for values-based banking in the next 12 months? Oh, the next 12 months? Well, I mean, I think in general the, <clears throat> the challenge is that because this is a triple bottom line approach to business, uh, many banks just don't understand that. Many businesses don't understand that. You know, the the general understanding of capitalism is that you maximize return to shareholders as narrowly defined, meaning, meaning a, fin- a financial return. And the, certainly the B Corp movement has helped to expand people's understanding of that, but it's really uh, not not broadly accepted. The idea is make all the money you can legally, uh, push push the boundaries of what what legality is, and then you can always give that money away and do something else. So that idea that <clears throat> that, that is a short-sighted idea, uh, that we cannot count on the invisible hand of the marketplace, as, as often is talked about, to right your wrongs. You don't get to be endlessly selfish. That is really a core attitude in the business world, which is, is hard for people to throw over. And I think what I what I'm trying to work on over the next 12 months, and it's more than more than 12 months, uh, next 12 years, is really articulating a different vision for well-being, which is not defined by the raw capitalistic measures. We'll still use capitalism, but we won't be used by or defined by capitalism. So that idea, that alternate vision, I think is is the most important thing that we all need to work on. That's wonderful. So definitely, I mean, it's inspirational, an alternate vision and a vision of well-being. And the fact that it's been said by a serious banker is is a pretty pretty unique concept. Uh, Vince, it was great having you on the show. If people want to find more information, what's the web address that they can go to? 
just newresourcebank.com, and there's, there's lots there about how we think, how we evaluate ourselves, and who our clients are. Fantastic, Vince. It was great having you on the show. Folks, uh, check back in after the break. We're going to meet with Whitney Thomas from Triodos Bank in the UK. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Building Banking on Values. To reach Linda Ryan or her guests, please send an email to lynda.ryan at gabv.org. That's lynda.ryan at gabv.org. You may also join the social media conversation by using hashtag banking on values or tweet show host Linda Ryan at Catalyst Warrior. Now back to Building Banking on Values. Welcome back to the Building Banking on Value show. We just had Vince Siciliano, Chief Executive Officer of New Resource Bank in the USA on. And I have to say again, as I always say, the word I tend to overuse is inspirational, but it's honestly how I feel. Um, Vince started off talking about values-based banking and how at the core it's about the people you hire. And those people not only have to have the professional and financial savvy, to do good banking, but they also have to have an inner purpose or inner drive to want to create social, economic, and environmental change and use banking to do that. We also talk about where your money spends the night, um, that your money doesn't just sit there um, aimlessly at night. Your money is actually working and it's being lent out. So knowing what your money is doing in the banking sector is actually really important. And behind that is the importance of banks to be transparent and actually show the money trail in terms of creating positive impact. And speaking about positive impact, money trail, and investment, 
I want to introduce you to Whitney Thomas, who's an investor relations manager with Tradeoff Bank um, in corporate finance in the UK. Now, a bit of background on Whitney. Uh, Whitney currently focuses on the distribution and marketing of Triodos' social and environmental investment offerings. Previously, uh, Whitney was head of access to finance at the New Economics Foundation, where she led the think tank's research and consultancy work on improving access to finance for financially excluded individuals as well as social businesses. Whitney's also worked in Mexico for a year helping to run a microcredit program and even started her career at J.P. Morgan, where she worked for six years in New York and London, Structuring Leveraged Finance for Management Buyouts. Whitney, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to have you. And I have to start with maybe a bit of a boomerang question, but what on earth are structure, uh, leveraged finance for management buyouts? What is that? Um, well, it's something which um, I think really illustrates the difference between um, what we do now and what mainstream banks do. Um, so Vince was talking earlier about that distinction about lending to the real economy. So those are real companies making things, providing services um, in areas that have a positive impact on people or the planet. Um, and providing finance for leverage buyouts is about the polar opposite of that, you know. It's basically um, big private equity firms who buy companies, um, put a very small amount of their own money in them, and then absolutely pile them up with debt, which is why it's called leveraged finance, um, and, and run them um, as efficiently as they can for you know very short space of time, three to five years, in order to extract maximum value. Um, so it really is the polar opposite of what we at Triodos Bank um, and what some of the colleagues here on the show um, today are working on are all of that. What a great way to start the interview. And Whitney, I have to ask, I mean, from a, a personal career perspective, it seems like polar opposites too. So what, what has inspired you to make this shift towards an organization like Triodos Bank in the UK um, that have a significant reputation for, for ethical and, and environmentally aware investing? Yeah, well, I think for me personally, um, it was always more of an oddity that I went into investment banking in the first place. Um, so on a personal level, I come from a family which is very much dedicated to um, kind of public service um, and social work. Um, so I think for me, it was just very much about coming back to my roots um, once I had woken up from the 90-hour weeks and you know, wondering what in the world I was doing with my career. Um, and I was absolutely delighted um, after having spent some time working on the ground, um, helping, you know, a microfinance institution in Mexico, um, you know, build up their business um, and then working with the think tank here in London to come across Trudos Bank um, because it is, it really embodies um, what I'm interested in on a very personal level and marries um, two sets of skills which I've been able to, you know, to develop in my career so far. Um, so being able to be part of an organization like Triodos, which at its heart and at its core, I mean, everything that we do is about lending money or investing money to organizations and projects that deliver positive impact on people or the planet. Um, and it is a real delight to be able to do that day to day. That's wonderful. And it actually brings me back to what Vince, our previous guest, just said that, you know, I asked him about the concept of values-based banking and, and how do you do it? And he, he actually mm -hmm. started by saying, 
it, it, it's about the people you employ to do this type of banking. So it's, 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 it's quite similar to what you're saying in terms of your own personal journey. So thanks very much for sharing it. And um, Whitney, about a month ago, we had James Vaccaro on, um, mm-hmm. who uh, heads up the corporate strategy team with Triodos Bank in the Netherlands. And you're, you're, specifically represent Tridos UK. Are there differences and can you talk to me about Tridos UK? You know, what kind of customers or organizations do you serve? What size are you and, and what are your products or solutions and how are they different? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Triodos is a European bank. We work in five different countries. Um, Our home country is the Netherlands, um, where we've been working for 36 years. But we have been in the UK for over 20 years now um, and have a really strong established footprint here. Um, We in the UK have about 45, um, just coming up to um, to about 45,000 customers um, who choose to save with us put their money on deposit with us, um, and they do it because they want it to um, be used for, you know, for, for positive purpose. Um, and so some of the loans that we make, some of the organizations that we lend money to, um, organizations like Golden Lane Housing, um, they're the subsidiary of, of quite a well-known charity here in the UK called Mincap. And what they do is that they buy houses, um, you know, individual houses, kind of an ordinary house on an ordinary street, and they enable people who have a learning disability to live independently in their community. Um, and so what the bank has done um, in the number of years that we've been lending to them is really lending them money so that they can buy these properties, um, make the adaptations that they require, and then enable one, two, or sometimes up to three people um, with a learning disability to live there with care and support if they need it. Um, and that's really a revolutionary way you know, of, of ensuring that um, people who face, you know, some significant challenges can live in the way that they want to live. Um, so that's just one example. Um, in the UK, our loan book um, is, is spread across a number of different sectors. So charities, such as Golden Lane Housing, is one. Organic farming is another. Um, renewable energy and fair trade companies, um, organic food companies as well, and then a whole host of other different types of of charities. Um, And in that sense, it's very simple, transparent banking. And that's why people choose to save and to put their money on deposit with us is because we tell them exactly what we do with it. We have a website, knowwhereyourmoneygoes.co.uk. People can put in their postcode and they can see which projects and organizations we've lent to that are in their local area. Now, coming to your question about how that's different, you know, in the different countries that we work, um, whilst we are a Dutch bank, we also very much are part of a, you know, the local community in the local countries where we operate. Um, so in other countries, we have, you know, different approaches to, um, to, to how we do the banking. One thing that we have here in the UK, which we don't yet have in other countries, is the corporate finance team that I'm a part of. Um, and what we offer are advisory services to social enterprises, charities, environmental businesses that need access to capital, where that capital might not be a bank loan, because not all organizations are suitable um, for a bank loan for various reasons, or they might already have a bank loan with us, but they're looking for a different type of capital. And so what we do is we, we advise them on where to find that capital, and then my job is helping to find the investors. 
<clears throat> That's very interesting. So do you have scenarios where you're providing that advice and, and it leads to organizations outside of Triodos UK? Um, absolutely. So, I mean, so we do have some crossover with our clients. So the client I mentioned earlier, Golden Lane Housing, who house people with a, a learning disability, um, you know, the bank has lent them money. But then two years ago, we helped them raise £10 million directly from individual investors through a charity bond. Um, so it's a type of crowdfunding. Um, and that... That, you know, that's quite exciting because while some people um, will find it innovative and interesting enough to be putting their money on deposit with Triodos and for us to make the lending decisions, there are other people out there who want that direct connection, um, you know, with the charity, with the social business. Um, So that's the kind of thing that we can do. The other thing we can do on the advisory side is that we can work with social enterprises that are at a much earlier stage of development. So, for example, Glasgow Together based up in Scotland. Um, we did a lot of really hands-on work to help really create this company from the ground up, from putting the board together, helping to recruit the chief executive, um, to raising the um, £2 million of capital needed so that they can work with 100 um, ex-offenders, teach them how um, to build and to refurbish properties, um, and really give them a leg up and significantly reduce the chance that they will be reoffending again. Um, so, so that is what the advisory team at, at, at Triodos can, can really do, is, is really do some of the really hands-on, high-impact stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great that you mentioned it, because I have had other guests on the show say something similar, that, you know, if this is all about um, banking through relationships and being connected to the community and knowing knowing the challenges and opportunities within each community to then go and provide the solutions. How how do you um, select organizations that, that um, you're going to work with? I mean, I'd imagine from a social enterprise perspective or socially where uh, business perspective that there are different kinds of business supports and incubation and services mm-hmm. required to actually make those those enterprises viable and sustainable in the long term what solutions can you provide yeah well i think i think there's really a two-pronged approach if you like i mean the first one is really just trying to understand what the enterprise is doing um you know, if you like, what change is it trying to create and how is it doing it and is it sensible? Um, because as Vince mentioned earlier, you know, at the end of the day, we need to be, you know, ensuring that the, the money we're lending out or the capital that we're raising from these organizations, it is repayable capital. So there needs to be a sustainable business model there. Um, so that's, that's always the first, you know, the first aspect that we're looking up is, is, is the impact that they're trying to create, how they're doing it, and can they do it in a way where repayable capital makes sense. Um, but then finally, you know, I think we, particularly on the advisory side, we're a small team, you know, we're very good at knowing our limitations, and we will always ask the question, you know, are we the right advisor for you? And if we don't think we're the right advisor um, for that potential client, then we will say so and we will encourage them and, and, and point them in the right direction. So I think it's also really important for us, not only in, in what we do, but in also how we comport ourselves professionally to make sure that we're um, living the values, if you like, as well. And that, that is one of the ways that we do that. 
Living the values is important and then having the professional expertise, obviously, to provide the advice is also critical too. Um, you mentioned the concept of know where your money goes, and I'd imagine it's pretty similar to what Vince mentioned, which was um, <laughs> where your money spends the night. Can you talk to me very briefly about know where your money goes and, and what it aims to do and, and the reactions you're getting from customers with the, the initiative? Yeah. No, I mean, this is something which we've done from, you know, from the very start in the UK is, is be 100% transparent. And that really sets us, apart, sets us apart from all the other financial institutions. Because if you walk into your local Barclays, to your local Lloyds and say, what are you doing with my money? They can't tell you. Um, so what we used to do, you know, 15 years ago is we used to publish a booklet every year that had a very small font, you know, all the organizations that we had lent to. Um, now, of course, we do that online, um, you know, because it's much more interactive, it's easier to, to gain more information. And I think that's really the only way to kind of square the circle with, you know, what, what you, Linda, might think is, is positive and good. You know, capital G might be different from what I think. So the only way to, um, to really reconcile that is, is to be very transparent with our savers and with our depository receipt holders with what we do with their money. Um, and so, you know, the, the response that, that we've had has, has always been, Excellent, um, because it is such a breath of fresh air compared to the other financial institutions that are their clients and our customers are used to dealing with. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons. I mean, Triodos Bank is um, is owned, if you like, by over thirty thousand depository receipt holders, um, and they have an economic kind of share stake in the bank. Um, and then the voting rights are held in a charitable. Foundation, and that's what protects our social mission. Um, but again, you, you know, that is why those depository receipt holders, you know, want to be co-owners of the bank and want to be part of, of what we do is because um, they feel like they can see the full picture. Great. Whitney, it's been wonderful having you on the show and, and for sharing the insights and the approaches Treatus UK are taking from a, a, a social and ethical investment perspective, but also in supporting um, these organizations create more change. Very briefly, uh, if people want to check out Know Where Your Money Goes or they want to check out the, the bank, uh, can you provide the web addresses? Yeah, absolutely. So it's www. and it's triodos, which is spelled T-R-I-O-D-O-S. And the .com website will bring you to our international website and the .co.uk will bring you to our UK-specific website. That's fantastic. Thanks very much, Whitney. Folks, let's just take a quick look at what's happening under the social media show hashtag Banking on Values. We have the Institute of Social Banking um, announcing their ninth summer school in Estonia on June 26th. I was actually invited to present at it, but I couldn't attend. So I just wanted to give out to the or give give a shout out to the Institute of Social Banking and wish them best of luck. Um, with Sunrise Banks talking about their partnership with Casasa, a money to the people solution for community banks, and we have Ian Derbyshire from Practical Action explaining how Solar Tech will play a crucial role in sub-Saharan development, and also a shout out to uh, Common Good Hub and First Green Bank, both sharing the show. And First Green Bank have posted some pretty cute photos of a new. Um, logo that they've placed on their own staff t-shirts in all of their branches. So a shout out to the, the GABV logo that they're placing there and celebrating. Next week on the show, we're going to hear from Kat Taylor from Beneficial State Bank in the USA. 
and Mike Townsend from Earthshine, both transformational leaders and social justice advocates for business and banking. So until next week, tweet me at Catalyst Warrior, tweet the show at Voice AM Business, and don't forget to share the show and spread the word because we have the power to build banking on values. Thank you for listening to Building Banking on Values. Please join your host, Linda Ryan, again next Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.